Don't get it twisted. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Kitty Liquor. That's L-I-Q-U-O-R. Don't get it twisted. This is episode 87, and I'm your host, Cat Wonders. <laughs> um, I have some sort of like chest cold happening. I feel completely fine, by the way. Totally normal. Don't feel exhausted. I just so happen to have a bit of like a chest congestion and I think and I have a theory but I'm going to talk about the theory later because it's more than just a fleeting topic I need to get into it <laughs> you can hear anyway so really I should not even be drinking because if I am getting sick or I am sick then alcohol is no good no bueno but guess what <laughs> I feel great actually I feel a little bit like I had too many coffees and too many coffees makes me tired so that's what I'm feeling like right now Maybe this will help. JK, okay. Um, I'm like waiting for five different messages from five different people and it's one of those days where nobody's writing me back. And normally they do right away. And I was like, is it my service? Is it my internet? Is it, what is it? <laughs> is it a me problem? <laughs> um, it's totally fine. Definitely not emergency type situations. And you might notice that I dyed my hair. Woo! this crazy pink and I love it do you and it's shedding like crazy no I'm just joking these are just extensions <laughs> you guys are like no sometimes people react the same way like to someone dyeing their hair as if they got like a crazy neck tattoo you're like oh my god um I think I would be pretty traumatized if I did color my hair and it wound up being like completely different than what I was expecting that I would react that way to myself but we're just gonna get through don't worry it's gonna happen okay so today I'm going to concoct a cocktail that's really not a cocktail whatsoever it's just a drink that I'm gonna make because I'm really curious because I got these brand new black cherry zevias now I have made the decision to stop drinking diet drinks because I know that they're bad for you <laughs> and what I didn't know necessarily is how much aspartame and these artificial sweeteners affect things all the way from your metabolism to other things you can do your own research uh, and I'm, I'm just reading things on the internet right I think sometimes for certain people diet pop is better than just regular pop whereas some people say that regular like sugar is better for you than aspartame but like I said after doing a bit of research I officially know <laughs> now <laughs> how bad diet pop is for you and I'm not saying I'm never going to drink it again I mean if I'm on the road and I want something fizzy and McDonald's only has diet coke well guess what I'm going to have a little diet coke but I'm really going to cut it down a lot because to be honest I was really like going hard on frescas and diet cokes and diet this and diet that just because it's typically like if I'm on keto uh, meaning like a low carb no carb type diet um, a sweet bubbly refreshing beverage was always like a little treat for me but there's no carbs right so um, I kind of got into this habit where I was like buying frescas all the time and and I, I'm like I said I'm still a fan of fresca I think it's a great bevy, but not necessarily to be drinking every day, all day. <laughs> I wasn't drinking it every day, all day. I'd, have, I'd maybe have like one or maybe two of the little mini frescoes, like the short mini cans. Um, did you know that there's an even smaller can now? I mean, when I was in South Korea, I saw them all over the place there, like this short, short mini cans. But that's even better because sometimes, because this size is crazy. Like to, to drink all of this. I mean, if I'm going to make a nice beverage with it, fine. But if you crack one of these, most of the time, these are going to be sitting around half full or half empty, depending on how you want to look at it. <laughs> um, so there's like the short ones, the mini ones. I don't have any up here right now, but then there's an even smaller one. And I was like, wow, figuring it out. Because sometimes you, the first fizzy sip 
of a carbonated beverage when it's cold is like the best. It's like beer, right? There's nothing worse to me than a beer that's lukewarm and flat. And that happens pretty quickly, especially in the summertime, unless you have a, a like cool little cozy or something for your beer. But um, also construction is happening. ATM at the moment right now on my garage and the stairs are going in right now to get up to my attic space my creepy little attic space it's actually quite large and beautiful and we'll have windows and things like that so it's still an attic it's not a loft it's an attic but it's my new studio and I'm so excited I can actually walk up there and walk up and down and because it's in an attic it's got like trusses on the side so um it's an attic truss up there but basically along the sides there are it's going to be enclosed so it's basically like a long rectangular tube <laughs> is my um is my studio space but i'm like what about all the space that's going to be it's going to be walled off and filled in with insulation and things like that i'm like could i have like little cubbies in there where i'm like you know like a couple of them just for extra storage because storage is everything i mean for me i'll just fill it up with sugar thrills but i need the space <laughs> and so we have some design ideas and it's absolutely possible it's not going to really compromise the structure because i was like their trusses meant to hold up the roof sometimes we get 95 feet of snow and sometimes we get none like this year <laughs> so they have to be prepared for everything but they said no problem um to have little cubby spaces in the side so at least a hanger width deep i think a hanger is 16 inches 16 inches and so if I can hang things on hangers great and then of course some with shelves and I really want to I want to <clears throat> I want to make it really nice and I want to make it cozy but still modern I want lights in my shelves I want to have a, a shelf on the wall where I can put my Louis Vuitton bags I only have three <clears throat> but actually it's not true I have four wait one two three three why why can't I remember this three yes my kind of daily user and then I have two more that are fancier that I only whip out when I'm doing something fancy going somewhere fancy or feeling fancy <laughs> and it's not in my small town <laughs> um also I feel like I need to brush my teeth because I have drank three coffees and I haven't brushed my teeth since and my Invisalign um tabs are probably quite stained right now but least of my worries okay um oh yeah so that's exciting I'm I'm hoping by the end of the summer I'll be up there I have some ideas for um different zones up there because right now the studio that you see here um I shift around I'm always moving lights and moving this table and against the wall and it's kind of ripping up my carpets, <laughs> uh, which is fine. It's just carpet can be replaced. But I, if this new space, I'm going to just be able to walk up there, angle my ring light this way or this way and have two completely different studios. And I just can't wait. The fantasy of just getting ready and get, being ready to film without having to reorganize my whole space is like, even though it's quite minor in the grand scheme of things, it's a big deal to me. And um, just saying, nobody's writing me back still. Actually, one person did, let's see. But didn't answer my freaking question. Anyway, so this I have not tried and I'm excited. The Black Cherry Zevia. So my very first experience with these drinks, I bought a cream soda. And it was absolutely disgusting. And I was like, Ugh, those Zevia drinks are gross. But then I had the ginger ale and I like that. So they're all kind of, so Zevia is sweetened with stevia, which is a natural plant extract, way healthier for you, according to what I've read, than aspartame um, or sucralose or whatever the hell that other shit is. And they might, they probably change the name of it sometimes. The odd time, like when, everybody catches on that aspartame's bad for you that they change the name to like Zanzibar <laughs> no something else so that you know what I mean I think companies can legally do that change the name of some ingredient 
by adding a couple letters to it. So then you don't recognize it anymore. It's like MSG. Now it's like MSS. I just made that up, but it, you know what I'm saying? You gotta be careful these days. You can't trust anyone. Um, so I'm gonna give this black cherry. How bad could it be? Black cherry, it's like sweet and also a bit sour. I'm down. And I'm gonna pair it with Jean. This fancy Bombay Jean. <laughs> now that you will hate me, I have meant to say gin. <laughs> um, this is one of my favorite gins because the bottle is pretty. And I do have a fantasy in my new studio to have like a little bar cart in the background of my videos when I'm filming Kitty Liquor. Because then I just gotta reach back, grab something and then make a drink with it. And maybe even a little fridge. I am gonna have a little fridge somewhere in there because um, it's also gonna double maybe as like a bit of a, a guest space because there's gonna be a bathroom and that kind of thing. So let's make the cocktail and then I can get on with the podcast. So I'm going to start out with some gin. I don't have any ice because this is ice cold. Can you guys hear that? <laughs> I don't know how you couldn't hear it, but to me, it's like music to my ears. So let's do two ounces. One, two, and then just add some of this. Ow. I'm gonna taste it without the gin in it. Yeah, it's great. And not colorful whatsoever. I thought it might have a little tinge of purple to it, but it don't. Let me see how this gin black cherry Zevia cocktail tastes. Mmm. These, you guys, and of course, I shouldn't say of course, maybe you didn't know, but zero calories, zero fat, zero sodium, zero carb, zero sugar, zero protein. The ingredients are carbonated water, citric acid, stevia leaf extract, and natural flavors. Could you imagine if natural flavors was actually the name of a company and, or a name of like an ingredient? Let's name this ingredient natural flavors. <laughs> it's some sort of, I think, where was that done before? It was, um, it was done, I think, with McDonald's burgers. I think there was some sort of beef, all natural beef or something was the name of the company that was making this all natural beef, but it wasn't, it was just the name of the ingredient. So it made you think that you were having all natural beef and that wasn't the case. So anyway, that's where that got that I got that idea from. Um, anyway, also because it's so freaking hot here. So you guys, oh my God, the weather has been crazy. I've not been able to cross country ski. I have not been able to downhill ski. Um, people are still, the problem is it's sad because people plan their trips years in advance. So they have no idea what the weather will be like when they arrive, but in February, Skiing typically is great. There's lots of snow. You're maybe getting a little bit more into like, you, you got longer days, so the hills open long. So February would be a time that I would plan my ski trip somewhere. <sighs> no snow. The ski hills are open, but um, it's shitty skiing. Everything's exposed, like rock tips, tree trunks. Last year's cell phones, you know? <laughs> Actually, that's something to think about. In the summertime, Imagine all of the shit you'd find under the lifts, like the open lifts, like the, um, the chairs, not, not the gondolas, but the chairs. Um, I bet, but also just in general, like I know a few people that have lost their cell phone skiing, their headphones or it's all there in the spring or in the summertime anyway. Um, yeah. I wonder if there's like an Instagram page dedicated to finds, like somebody that works at the ski hill found this today. You know, and then what if you follow that page? You're like, that's mine, but you can't prove it. Um, oh yeah, by the way, the other day, I was out for dinner with a friend and um, when we were going into the restaurant, I noticed on top of the snow 
was what looked like a card, like a, a debit card or something. So I, I walked up to it and I was like, oh, it, it was like a sleeve um, with a credit card and a bunch of $100 bills folded up inside. And so I stole it, of course. And that, no, I'm just joking. I, um, I was like, oh shit. So I went into the restaurant and I know the owner of the restaurant. And I was like, I just found this outside. And, um, you know, maybe, and she's trustworthy, but it's funny because like, you don't want to give it to the, like you, I found it. If I find your something, I'm going to do my best to return it to you. I would never steal anything ever, ever, ever. But like whoever I give it to, to give to somebody else because there's clearly like $500 cash in this little thing. Like I almost wanted to look, go through, and not that I don't trust this person, right? Like it's just, you never know what comes out in people, desperation. You don't know what's going on in their lives, blah, blah, blah. So, um, anyway, later on, I got a text from her saying, I found the owner of the card and they wanted to thank you very, very much. And I was like, Oh, naturally they gave me one of those hundreds, right? She's like, no, no, I'm just joking. <laughs> I would never expect that. I did find a wallet one time on the highway. It had been run over. It's like, it was like a brown leather wallet. And when I found it, um, so I pulled off the highway. It was actually like right at a turn off. So I turned off where I was had to go anyway, ran back on the highway after a big semi truck had just blown by, ran over it again, grabbed it. And, uh, I opened it up and it was like sludgy and kind of wet and, and inside was just like a, like an Alberta healthcare card. Okay. And a, um, social insurance card and no cash. And that was it. No, no driver's license, no nothing else. So I assumed that the wallet had been stolen, money taken out of it, credit cards, whatever, and thrown onto the highway on the, on the way out of town or something. So I had the guy's name, found him on Facebook, um, messaged him. He was like, Oh shit. Yeah. That's my wallet. I left it somewhere. So he didn't say it was stolen. Um, he's like, my parents are still in town. Um, if you wouldn't mind meeting them on the highway, they'll be there in like 10 minutes or something. I was like, okay, no problem. So I gave the wallet to his parents. And I was like, I said to them, I was like, just so you know, I found it like this. I didn't take anything out. There was only these two cards in there. I promise you like, that's whatever. So, cause you don't want them to look at you like, oh, you found my wallet, eh? Where's all my cash? Like you kind of put yourself in a bit of a compromising position because, you know, anyway, clearly they could see that it had been on the highway and that it had been run over or whatever. So the, the dad was really nice and tried to give me money. He's like, oh, here's 10 bucks for your troubles. I was like, oh God, don't worry about it, please. He insisted. So I took the 10 bucks. So anyway, but um, later on, the guy messaged me and he's like, oh, thank you so much. Like, thanks so much for finding my wallet. And I was like, okay, no problem. You know, like there was nothing in it left. But, you know, I, I think I mentioned something like, um, you know, unfortunately, you know, maybe some things were missing out of it, whatever, what can you do? And he's like, nope, everything was in there. <laughs> he, he was like, no, everything was in there. That was it. And I was like, who is this guy? <laughs> yeah. So anyway, like who knows what he'd been doing? Maybe he had, he keeps his cards in his pocket or something. Who knows? And anyway, so what, well, how did I even get off on that tangent? Finding the, like, anyway, <laughs> So I just got back from Vancouver and had the best time of my life. Pretty close. It was actually so fun. Um, it was supposed to pour rain, like 35 to 50 millimeters of rain per day. I'm like, okay, whatever. It's Vancouver. Brought my raincoat to throw over my stuff. And the point of the trip was a content trip. So I had three photo shoots booked and, um, and basically like got there on Friday evening, no rain, just kind of cruising around, took an Uber to the hotel, stayed at the Loden hotel. Highly recommend the Loden. It's a little boutique hotel downtown. It's not right on the water. Um, so it makes it a little bit cheaper, but I don't, I still had a bit of an ocean view also. And I've talked about this before in my podcast, but this is very important and you need to listen up. If you ever are somebody who stays at hotels ever, anywhere, if you're not, disregard this completely. Every time you check into a hotel, unless it's a hotel where all the rooms are the same, 
Because some hotels are like that airport hotels. There's only like two queens or one king or whatever. But if you're staying at any hotel, especially boutique hotels or fancy hotels, especially in Vegas or anyway, my point is always ask for a complimentary upgrade. Okay. The way that hotels work, they want to have as many cheap rooms available for walk-ins as possible. So say you're on the Vegas Strip, okay, and you are staying at the Bellagio. And I've seen this happen with my very own eyes, and this is the very first time I learned this lesson, and I have done it ever since. But the people that we were with checked into, it wasn't the Bellagio, by the way, it was the, anyway, besides the point, it was a hotel in Vegas. And he slipped the, um, what do you call them? the clerk, <laughs> a $20 bill said, Hey, if there's any upgrades available, um, I would be glad to take it. And he got upgraded to like the fantasy suite with three bedrooms, a tub. And I was like, what the frick for 20 extra bucks? All it cost him was the tip. So I don't always tip when I ask for a complimentary upgrade. Um, cause it's, then it's not quite complimentary, but if you do, slip a little five or a 10 or a 20. I've done a 50 before in a really fancy hotel and boy, did it pay off. But, um, and be kind about it, discreet. And what you do is you take your tip and your, like take your ID and your credit card and put the tip in between. And as you hand it to them, they see the money sticking out and discreetly you just say, this is for you. If you can offer me any type of complimentary upgrade, um, that would be greatly appreciated. That's all you have to say. And the worst thing that they can do is say no. They're not gonna be like, oh, sacre get out of here. And like, they're not gonna be offended. Um, and sometimes they, they can't upgrade you because the hotel's full, right? That's fine. Um, and a lot of times they'll try to give your tip back, but that's cheesy to take it back. But anyway, so, um, very, very rarely do you not get upgraded. But my point before was, because I'm so scrambled today, um, hotels want as many cheap rooms available for the public, for walk-ins, for bookings, through booking.com, whatever, that they will actually give you a better, higher um, end room, a more expensive room to keep their more affordable rooms open for people who want to just, like I said, walk off in off the street. And it doesn't cost the hotel anymore to have the maid clean the room unless you're Bobby Lee or something. And you're, he's a comedian by the way, and completely destroys his hotel rooms, but, uh, or says he does, but, uh, he, you know, like, unless you're going to be destroying the place and throwing a huge party, um, typically not the case, but, uh, it doesn't really cost the hotel much more to have that room cleaned, right? They're still paying the maid out. Like, it's not like they pay more to have each room clean. They're just paying everybody by the hour anyway. So if that made any sense, all you have to do, and whether you want to tip or not, you don't have to. When I was in Vancouver, I did not tip. And I just said, hey, and um, if you wouldn't mind checking if there are any complimentary available, any complimentary upgrades available, I'd really appreciate it. And I always say, and if not, it's no big deal. Like, But if you could just look, that'd be great. I've had insane upgrades. Say I'm staying in a place for three nights. So it worked at the load-in. I was upgraded to one of the corner suites. So I booked just regular, like single king room, whatever. I was upgraded to a corner suite where you have like crazy wall to ceiling windows, both sides, a pillar up the center, insane bathroom. Like <laughs> I just, this hotel, I'm telling you it's incredible, but I would not have had a good, a, a, I would not have had as good of an experience if I had not asked for the upgrade. And like I said, I didn't even tip. And what they do a lot of times is when you're checking in and sometimes they like already get your card ready, like your room key, um, because is that really bad and annoying? I'm going to close my window. Actually, I can't, it's too hot. Sorry guys. <laughs> um, Anyway, so uh, they'll already start getting your room key available. And so then sometimes you'll see them like take it and like move it. And then you know you got the upgrade because they don't say like, yes, I do have an upgrade for you. 
what they do is they stare at their computer screen and they start looking and seeing kind of where they can stick you and maybe like other bookings are not okay. And then they go, okay, well, we've upgraded you to the corner suite and because you are staying with us for three nights or, or, you know, like they don't need to give you an excuse why they're giving you the upgrade, but you don't know unless you ask and don't be afraid to ask. Cause like I said, the worst thing that they can do is say no, sorry, I can't give you an upgrade. And that's not so scary. I've always been the type of person to um, be a little nervous about like even asking for the full can of pop on the airplane, you know, because <laughs> that's the thing you can ask for the whole can, like say they're coming by and you want a Coke and they pour it from here into the thing and it's flat by the time you get it because they don't pour it down the side of the glass, they pour it down the center and then all the bubbles fizz and then it's flat and that bugs me. <laughs> so. And you can't grab the cup of them and t like pour it yourself. So just ask for the whole can. Like, can I get the whole can? Sure. 99% of the time they give it to you. And if they don't, it's because you're dealing with someone that's a bit of a power tripper and they don't want to give it to you. <laughs> that only happened to me one time in my whole life of flying. Um, and I was actually kind of, I was like 16. <laughs> Uh, going to Mexico and I think because I was young and maybe I asked I asked rudely or something but one thing to note is people in the service industry and of course you're going to get people that don't enjoy their job or their work or they hate their job or whatever but they want to make you happy they enjoy putting a smile on somebody's face and making them happy and feeling like they've done a good job doing their job right um so this is something to keep in mind that you're not putting somebody out. You know, if the, if the flight attendant hands you a full can of pop, that's no skin off her back. She's made you happy. You're good to go. Okay. She can move on. It's not like, Oh, she wants the whole can and they consult with each other. Like this chick, you know, that's not the reality. I have a, I used to think that in my head that I was really like putting somebody out. And in fact, the first time I ever asked for a complimentary upgrade was, where was it at a hotel in Calgary or something and uh I was so nervous I was so I was so stupid I was so nervous to try that I did like thinking back why the hell would I be so nervous for something so silly but a lot of people live their lives that way they don't want to put anyone out they're just they're more quiet reserved they hate the idea of somebody like saying no to them or embarrassing them or going like, what is this? You know, like try to tip me for a better room. Like that's not going to happen. So just so you know, from now on, when you go to a hotel and you're checking in say, Hey, are there any complimentary upgrades available? Or I'm curious if you could offer any complimentary upgrades. If not, that's fine. You know, you can say that by giving them an out, right? Maybe it makes you more comfortable. You don't have to say that, but um, anyway, there are little strategies and practice if you, if you're nervous, um, but they're just another human being. It's not like you're talking to like a celebrity or something that's going to expose you. They're just doing their job and they want to do well for you. So just keep that in mind. Okay. Now to get to the story as to why the hell my lungs are fricked up and how I learned a lesson, a hard lesson. And the reason why I don't think that this is a cold or anything related to a virus or flu or anything like that is because <laughs> so when you're downtown Vancouver, the whole place smells like pot everywhere you go. People are smoking weed. They're vaping weed. They're eating weed. They're wearing weed. It's just a thing. It's Vancouver. It's just a pot city. Excuse me. So anyway, I, I don't I don't know if I've talked about this before, but I'm not a huge weed smoking fan. I don't smoke pot. I've tried it before. I've had like crazy wild experiences where I just feel like my body reacts differently to it than other people's. And I've tried to explain it to people that do smoke weed. They're like, no, man, you just got to ride it out. Like you just got to be in the right headspace. I'm like, no, I've been with the right people in the right zone, in the right headspace. And I just don't like the way it makes me feel. It makes me feel completely out of control. I want to know when it's like, every time I do it, I'm like, when is this going to be over? In fact, one time I was so dumb. I, I just, 
marijuana had just become legal in uh, in Canada and I was like okay and the pot shops are cool like they're neat you go in there it smells good I've always loved, loved the smell and um I had had some before like I've smoked some before when I was younger and and hated it so I was like oh I'm gonna try and I didn't touch it for years so I go to this shop and I get a really cute little pipe like a gl pink glass pipe and buy some don't know what the hell I bought I just bought some and then <laughs> I was making dinner and I instead of like pouring a glass of wine or something I decided okay I'm gonna have a little hoot so I go on my deck <laughs> I go inside of my deck and I put a tiny little nugget on the pipe, like half the size of my pinky now. I just want a little hoot. Well, there on the pipe is a little gasket on the side. So the way it works is you light it, you um, start sucking in, and then you lift your finger off, and that creates like a, a suction. It gets air, and then you breathe it in. Anyway. I explained that terribly, but what happened was because the nugget was so small and the glass pipe didn't have any type of, um, any type of mesh on it or anything. It was just like a little hole. What happened was I'm sucking and because I'm kind of nervous, it's my first time in a long time. I like, I'm sucking too hard and I release the gasket and I sucked the whole burning little chunk of weed down into my lungs and so right away I was like <coughs> I like cough right away <coughs> make myself cough cough immediately to try to get it out I think I might have coughed it out nobody should ever get that high that fast that was the craziest high I've ever had in my life because guess what I was smoking it when it was in my lungs like I inhaled it it was still burning and it was still burning all the way down it was almost like I smoked right into directly into my lungs avoiding my esophagus all this right there and I felt it immediately it was like my body was like Bleh. I was like shot into another dimension I felt like I was gonna puke I could, could walk my I couldn't feel like the ground I didn't anyway terrible experience stupidest thing I ever did stupidest dumbest thing I ever did um and I vow from that day on I was like the universe is telling me just to not freaking do that don't do it anymore and if you want to if you want to try to get to kick you in the ass that's what the universe said to me if you try it again I'm gonna kick you in your freaking ass okay so then I got it. I was like, okay. Literally, I called somebody that I knew. I was like, I just, like, I'm screwed. I just smoked way, 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 way too much. I don't know what to do. I'm like trapped in my own body. And like, how long is this going to last? And then they said to me, just sit down, lay back and enjoy the ride. <laughs> and I was like, are you kidding me? That's not what I want to hear right now. Like, there's nothing... You could say to me, don't say that to me. I'm stuck here. I'm trapped. And uh, anyway, so, but they also said, eat something, eating something else, like it will kill your high. So just eat something and you'll be fine. So, but it was true. Actually, once I sat down and stopped trying to fight it, because that's part of the issue, I think, for me is that I'm so used to being in control of myself and even with drinking, I don't get out of control. I don't like, like get blackout or crazy or I, that's why I don't get hangovers. I never drink enough to like get hangovers. I've, I have had them before, but it's very rare for me. So I think that my, I'm just, my brain is trying to fight it so hard that I'm creating this like battle within myself when I should just, okay, this is what's going on. I understand why I feel this way. I understand what's going on in my body. You know, like, instead of being like, ah, ah, get me out of here, like, just relax, sit back, relax, enjoy the ride. And enjoying the ride, <laughs> I can't say that I would enjoy the ride. So after that long-winded story, when I was in Vancouver a few days ago, I decided that I was thinking, I was thinking about, like, different methods of um, consuming marijuana. 
and people do edibles and vape. One thing I hadn't tried before was vaping. And I was taught, I went into, I think it was called like Sweet Leaf or something. And I went into the store, really cool spot, smelled like eucalyptus. There was eucalyptus all over the wall. It wasn't intimidating by any means. Like the way that it was just very, like I find a lot of pot shops are very like organic, green, friendly, but it's just a lovely place. And it didn't smell like dope. A lot of places do because of all the eucalyptus, but I was talking to this little girl and that was working there, not little girl, a girl that was small, a woman that was small working there. And she was talking. I just remember her being little because I was like looking down at her the whole time, but she was telling me all these things about vaping and how vaping is a little bit, um, not necessarily better for you than smoking it, but it's a bit of a lighter high. And, and the thing is like, I don't need, I don't need to. But there are some social situations that I'm in sometimes where I'm like, that actually looks good. It smells good. I want to kind of and get into it and kind of teach myself to enjoy it a little because I think that there are benefits to it. I take CBD, not every night, but like at least every second night um, that helps me with sleep. I do know that sometimes having like a nice drink with CBD with a little bit of THC in the evening is like wonderful for relaxation. So I'm not like opposed to it. I don't hate it for any reason besides the fact that I felt like weird every time I've tried it. So she was explaining to me too that some people think that vaping it is better for your lungs than smoking it, but it's not necessarily the case because the vape has like a metal element that heats up and also releases chemicals and fumes and the oil in your lungs is not good. But I was like, well, it can't be worse than smoking it. Cause like to me, if I smoke it, I feel like my lungs are on fire. So she's like, no, 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 this is good. This is what I do and blah, blah, blah. So I got like a one-to-one THC CBD mixture or oil. So I go out on the street <laughs> and no, I'm just joking. I didn't, wasn't on the street. It was back in my hotel room in my own privacy of my own space <laughs> with the window cracked. And, um, anyway, I, I plug it in, couldn't figure out how the hell to work. I had to look it up online. She didn't really explain to me how the thing worked. It's fine. I'm a novice. I get it. Went online after it was charged, had to click the button five times to turn it on. Cause I was like, this isn't working. And I was like, okay, Google. And then I figured it out. And then she also mentioned the lower, the temperature, the lower, the burn, the less, high you'll get. So I was like, okay, the levels were from two to four. So I've had it right on two on the bottom and, uh, hold the button down. It lights up and you suck it, but you can't feel anything going in. Like it feels like nothing. So like trying really hard, <laughs> but it's not until you blow it out that you feel it in your lungs. So I coughed for like nine minutes. <laughs> so and then I realized, cause I don't do anything to my lungs and I live in the mountains. So I have very clean air. I'm like, I have a humidifier in my home. I'm like very clean burning. I don't, I don't, these are little virgin lungs. Okay. So I was a little afraid to try it again, but the next time I tried it, and, it, and by the way, I didn't really get high at all. I kind of felt a little something and I might've eaten a whole bag of chips. <laughs> but it wasn't like a crazy thing for me. Um, anyway, so the next time I tried it took way, way less because I realized you can't feel it going in. Just, so just tested it, kind of taught myself how to use this thing properly. Anyway, realized that the type of mixture that I had was kind of a downer because I was with a friend that took me down East Hastings, which is a very sad place in Vancouver. It's where all the homeless are. I shouldn't say all the homeless, but a lot of homeless people, a lot of really sad, sad things. And my friend was like, so my lungs at the end of the day were fine. Like I didn't feel anything after that whole experience. And then I was kind of like, I didn't really, it didn't make me feel the best. Like it didn't make me feel more relaxed or anything. It kind of made me feel a little sad, <laughs> because, but I think it could have been going down East Hastings with my buddy and just 
seeing and feeling the sadness and this the horror story that is downtown Vancouver um and Vancouver is a beautiful city don't get me wrong I think every major city has its areas that are like terrible you know and this story can be told I think for every major city across the world um there's always going to be this or that but um anyway it just kind of put me in this weird zone and a lot of times like in order for me to cope with because I get affected by things like if even if something randomly shows up on my Instagram feed that's like horrific or something it takes a few days for me to stop thinking about it and I've had different I've worked through different techniques to like a technique that I use sometimes for that sort of thing is like taking that thought and in your mind take that thought so imagine it as a cube like your thought is in a square and you grab that and you grab it and you crumple it up into like a crumply piece of paper and throw it way over the mountains. And you visualize this in your head, throwing away this thought. And if you do it enough times, it does kind of start to work for you. But it, as soon as you throw it over the mountains, you start thinking about something else. But you physically, in your mind, physically, you mentally gotten rid of that thought, right? It's like a technique. Anyway, so after walking through this like, horror and it's 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 all all senses it's not just seeing things it's hearing things it's smelling things it's not just seeing something you know like seeing it on television it's not the same when you see it in real life because you're not just seeing it you're hearing it you're smelling it you're feeling it you're like just horrific things right and I and the reason why like I decided to do it is because when you travel part of traveling it's the fun stuff but sometimes it's the shitty stuff and both make your trip worthwhile so so like worthwhile worthwhile so it's like why would I be afraid to see what's really going on what is Vancouver really like in some some parts, right? I've been to Vancouver lots before, by the way, and I've driven through, but I've never walked through. So as like a as like a compassion, almost, and not that I'm doing anybody a service because I wasn't giving money out or I wasn't doing. You know, it's important to understand to see both sides, right? And that's not easy. But what in life is easy, like? You know, I want to go to Vancouver, have a good time. I want to have good food. I want to whatever. But it's like, okay, you could do all these things, but don't forget that all this is going on too. And not that I'm trying to save the world or try to, um, anyway, I'm getting deep into that, but this, <laughs> I think I kind of lost my ability to separate myself a little bit because of the, this vape. And I didn't like it because I kind of, again, out of control of myself a little bit. And I feel like because maybe I'm highly sensitive, I need to be in full control of myself, especially in situations like that. Some people, you know, where marijuana can help them in situations like that or make them feel like it, give a different perspective or enlighten them or whatever. Not me. <laughs> so anyway, I came to the conclusion before I had lung issues that it just wasn't something that I'm interested in. It just wasn't, didn't do anything for me. Maybe if I tried a different type of oil or whatever, I'm like, but what am I even doing it for? Like, I'm trying to convince myself this is something that I want to do, but it's really not. You know what I mean? It's like, why am I, why? I'm not trying to run away from something. I'm not trying to seek something. I'm not trying to like, maybe sometimes I'm trying to relax more or something, but anyway, it just wasn't justifying what I was going through. Okay, so the following day, so the day that I left Vancouver, which was Monday, I was having like lung issues and I knew right away that it was from me having an insane nine minute cough. It wasn't nine minutes. It was probably like 45 seconds, but it felt like way longer than it should be. And I knew I was like, okay, learning my lesson. The universe, once again, is like shame, shame, double shame. Just stay away from the shit. Now I know. 
And it's not that I'm going to stay away from it like in every sense. I do enjoy like a little drink or an edible or something. But that's it. No smoking anything anymore <laughs> because I'm paying the price. And now I legit feel like I have like a full on bronchitis or something that's not viral. It's like a product of what I did to myself. So much so that I would be embarrassed to go to the doctor to say that I need something for my lungs because I poisoned myself. <laughs> so anyway, I'm just glad it's not like the middle of the summer and we're dealing with like smoke in the air too. And I'd be like, <gasps> <coughs> or I just randomly have a cold at the same time. And it's, it would be ironic, but I feel like it's not that. And holy crap, it's all, almost been an hour. Also, um, so I went down for photo shoots, three different locations and Valentine's in mind. So I did some, some kind of regular content, but also some very Valentine's leaning content. And so I haven't even told my patrons this yet, but, um, I, why am I getting so many emails about partnerships right now? It's insane. I've had like four. It doesn't make any sense. I'm being targeted. Okay. Anyway. Um, that's something else I want to talk about is false companies, um, companies pretending to represent like larger. So emails pretending to represent larger companies, but they're just somebody in their basement, like trying to get answers from you. It's weird. Anyway, um, I was planning on filming a Valentine's day kind of, I've done, I've did it before. And it was really successful. It was really fun. Um, about um, basically for OnlyFans and Patreon, I would create a video of me getting ready, excuse me, to go out on a date. So I'm in the bathroom, curling my hair, doing my makeup, choosing my outfit. You come with me in the Uber. We get to the restaurant. You're sitting across from me. I order food and I just have like a date with you, but it's a camera, but it's you, right? It's kind of like a fun, different perspective on like a virtual date essentially. And so I had this plan with my cameraman. <laughs> then we had a family member, actually like a very dear, one of my cousins. Okay. And love him like crazy. Anyway. So we, he went up coming to dinner. Not a big deal by the way, because I can, st I still have time to film a Valentine's dinner, but I just don't think I can do it where I'm at. And so I'm kind of sad, but anyway, I got a ton of Valentine's content, video clips, a trazillion photos. <laughs> um, and, and basically like, it's not, I'm not like worried about it, but I kind of said it. So I wanted, I want to keep my promise, but it would be actually fun to do maybe in placement, but I don't want to also get people's hopes up if it doesn't work out, but to cook dinner in my home and to get ready and then have a nice date. But it's not the same as like being out and the ambiance and like other people on the server. And, um, so that didn't happen just because I couldn't film with my cousin there <laughs> and Vancouver, I'm only in Vancouver so often, so I could not say no. So, uh, it was totally fine, but, um, so that didn't happen, but it's okay. I've got lots of other stuff too. I have to pee so bad. I have to pee so bad. But you know what? I'm just going to pretend like I don't have to and move on. <laughs> also, if you are Canadian watching this, if you're Canadian right now, raise your arm, your hand. Flare Airlines. The website is called flyflare.com. F-L-A-I-R. No E. F-L-A-I-R. Flair. <laughs> I was like, is there an E on the end? Anyway. Um, did you know that I flew from Calgary to Vancouver for $80, actually $70. So there's a new company. Air Canada owns Flair. Flair is a new cheap airline where you can fly. I looked for um, flights to Montreal because I want to go to Quebec. $80 return. Okay. For you Canadians. And maybe if, if you're from America and you don't have this kind of, maybe if you do, let me know in the comments down below, if there is a service like this in the States, because for flair, it's only within Canada. So you can fly like, and I was thinking, okay, Vancouver was cheap because it's right there. 
right? It's like not that far for me. But Montreal, $80, it was 10 more dollars to fly. This is a return flight, okay? This is crazy. So just so you know, there is this airline that is dirt cheap and I was on these airplanes. They're flare airplanes. They're very clean, very full flights. I'm hoping this company's around for a long time because if I can like fly to Kelowna or fly to Montreal for the same price, oh my God, like this is such a game changer, especially within Canada. So like there's so many places in Canada that I've never traveled because I'd rather go south, someplace warm. Um, I don't have family members in other parts of Canada. You know what I mean? Like I don't really have an excuse to go. And if I am traveling, I'm going to Europe or south. Okay. So this is a game changer. Like the fact that I can fly to the east. I don't think there are flights right now to like Newfoundland or Labrador, but it's, I think the more popular flare gets, the more places they'll fly. So it's still kind of fresh. But if you're in Canada and you're like thinking you can't go visit your family because it's too expensive, flyflare.com or .ca or whatever it is, just type in flare airlines or flyflare, you'll find it. And it's insane. The prices, it's like so dirt cheap. It's, it doesn't even make sense. So just so you know, maybe you didn't know, maybe you did. Now you can go check it out <laughs> because it's worth it. Um, <clears throat> Ooh, and so I tried a couple new restaurants in Vancouver. So maybe you're a Vancouverite, maybe you live in Vancouver, or maybe you're going there or you're nearby a couple places. So I went to Rodney's in Yaletown again, Rodney's Oyster House in Yaletown. There's two, one in Yaletown and one in Gastown. If you don't know Vancouver, these are just different areas of Vancouver. Um, I wish I would have gone to Gastown. It was closer to my hotel and also I had not been there before, but I thought that I had been to that one and not the other one. So the same one again. So, but anyway, it was still great. Um, I went to the botanist, this restaurant you have to go to. It's very chic and the layout's great. Service is great. Um, and I think it's like Mediterranean dishes and the botanist is in the Pacific Rim hotel. Go there incredible we had a great 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 night and then tableau it's a little french restaurant attached to the load-in that i ate there like four times <laughs> and i was ordering food from them too to the room i was like i'll have this and a salad and like right before we're going out for dinner and <laughs> anyway great the caesar salad one of the best i've ever had in my whole life and i've had a lot of caesar salads and i make a great caesar salad and now i'm inspired and what they did, okay, let me explain why it was so good. If you care or if you don't, I'm just going to tell the story anyway. Um, uh, they, I've had Caesar salads before where it's like a, like long pieces of romaine and then the sauce is on the romaine and then this like lettuce stacked and you eat it with a fork and knife. This salad, I think they were using like butter lettuce um, so butter lettuce is like a smaller head and the leaves are a little wider, a little thicker, almost like, um, if you were to imagine, um, a succulent, like the plants that are kind of thicker looking, that's sort of what the leaves give me the feeling of, um, but smaller leaves, but they literally paint the leaves with the Caesar dressing. So I could tell, cause I could see like little brush strokes. They paste, they paint both sides with the Caesar, Caesar dressing and then add the croutons, which are like long, which I don't eat by the way, because I'm gluten-free, but, um, the croutons are kind of like longer, thin slices of like baguette and then full little strips of anchovies, which I love too. And, uh, bacon, like sprinkle anyway, but it was like, it was like a layered nacho, but it was Caesar salad. There's nothing worse. The nachos would just shit on top and nothing underneath. Same thing with the Caesar salad that's stacked. You want dressing on every, and they put effort in. Oh my God. Best Caesar salad, I think in Vancouver. Yeah, I just said that. <laughs> um, anyway, really great. And then I had oysters with caviar and a moe jelly. They were $9 each. <laughs> 
but I have four because I had to try it. And I'll tell you what, if you've ever had, if you wanted to taste the ocean in the cleanest, clearest way where it doesn't, there's no fishiness, there's no nothing. It's like a wave came up on the shore and it was like a warm, breezy evening and the beautiful smell of the ocean. Okay. Cause which I find to be very pleasant was this was the oyster that I had. It was a raw, I think a Fanny Bay or a Sunseeker oyster, but I think it was a Fanny Bay um, with, like I said, caviar and a good amount of caviar and some moe, which is like a champagne or a sparkling wine. I think it might be, but anyway, uh, gelé, jelly on top. I don't know where I was transported. It was better than doing drugs. <laughs> I was like, I get to hear the ocean through my palate. <laughs> no, it was, it was actually really amazing. I'd never had a raw oyster, a raw oyster like that. I've had oysters with like, I've had oyster shots, you know, where you have like a shot of vodka with the oyster on top and it's like kind of like a Caesar shot or anyway, I'm getting off on too many tangents here, but highly recommend those three restaurants for sure. And the last thing that I actually had on my list to actually talk about that was somewhat structured was when I was a kid, my dad listened to the Beatles constantly from the time that I was probably in my little car seat to the time that I stopped riding in the car with him as a kid and Beatles all the time. <laughs> and when I was little, probably I was like in grade three. And there was like a, uh, a concert that my elementary school held and all the teachers dressed up as one of the Beatles um, and put on a concert for the kids. And they were singing, I think, eight days a week. Um, eight days a week, I love you. That one. Eight days a week is not enough to show I care. Ooh, I need your love, babe. I guess you know it's true. One thing. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm making you uncomfortable. So anyway, that song. And um, I was singing along to the song in the gymnasium with all the other kids. And then the person that was filming the teachers, like, and it was like a big camera. It wasn't like a cell phone. Um, then turned to me and I saw what was happening. I was in grade three. So I was like seven or eight years old and the camera turns to me, but I knew that they were filming me like singing the song. So I pretended not to see the camera and just to be really into it and like singing along to it. <laughs> it was obviously they probably like caught me looking at it and then, you know, I, it was like the first time I'd ever been on camera. And knew it, but tried to act like I didn't, you know, anyway, just a ridiculous memory that I had that I had to write down that, but I know all the Beatles, I shouldn't say all the Beatles songs, the popular earlier songs for sure. Later on when they started to get into like goo goo kachoo type shit, not really my dad's thing. So it wasn't me choosing the songs with my dad. Um, but it's funny how even now recollecting songs from a New York kid, it's why like kids when you see, when you hear things, oh, kids, children learn, like it's, it's when you're teaching a second language to your kid, like do it when they're young, because they really retain information. That is damn true. Cause I don't know how I remember certain songs that I, maybe I hadn't heard forever. And then it comes on and it's, you just know the good old child memory. Anyway, <laughs> that concludes episode 87. I hope that you loved it. If you were listening to this podcast, then be sure to check out the video version and vice versa. If you are seeing this, there's an audio version as well. And like this video if you enjoyed it, that would be really awesome. It would really help out my channel and algorithm and all that fun stuff. But don't, if you don't want to, no pressure. And uh, I've got an OnlyFans and a Patreon. And I've also got all other social media pretty much in existence besides a couple. So check those out too. Those will be down in the description box of this video. Uh, and give me your suggestions, your questions. Uh, my email is kittylickerpodcast at gmail.com. And I will do my best to answer or just listen to your suggestions. 
um next week i'll be back 100 percent i'm i'm sure of it um thank you all so so much for watching valentine's day is around the corner so keep your eye out for all of my special content it's gonna be fun and i will see you all in my next video bye